Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Casey about her experiences volunteering as a therapy dog team in Orlando, Florida with her German short-haired pointer, Kimby. We'll discuss what it's been like to train two GSPs for therapy dog work, what signs she looked for to see which environment Kimby would do best in, and what it's like to be part of the MCO Paw Pilots Program at the Orlando International Airport. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Casey, Kimby, and Kenobi. Hi! Hey there! How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been so long since we've been on video together. I was trying to think back on the last time. It's been a hot minute. It really, really has. Did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and your pups for those who don't know you? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Casey Shemansky, and I am the dog momager of Kimber and Kenobi, or at Positive Pointers on Instagram. They're both in here with me, so... Kenobi will probably be up on my lap as she normally is. Kimber is a little more camera shy, but we will try and get her eventually. (laughs) All good. Awesome. And you all are in the Orlando area, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we're not far from the Orlando area. Awesome. So Casey and I both have similar career backgrounds, and we used to be on lives together every week talking about community management. So this time we're going to be talking about our dogs instead. Yes, which I get all day, every day I could talk about my dogs. So uh, I mean, (laughs) that's black hole right there. Awesome. So Casey, I remember following your journey way back when you first got Kimber. Is it Kimber Mm -hmm. or Kimby? It is both. She is officially Kimber, but we call her Kimby. She's a rescue that we found on Facebook. And when we originally found her, we were going to change her name and we were kind of tinkering with all sorts of a long list of dog names that I have kept secret so no one can steal them from me. We were going to go with one of those. And then when we saw her and we met her, she had such a good recall. And that was something that I was very concerned with, with this particular breed and living in Florida and all sorts of wildlife here that I wanted a strong recall on her. So we heard her original owner call her Kimby. And so I was like, ah, well, that's what we'll call her because my mother-in-law's name is Kim. And I was so concerned everyone was going to short and Kimber to Kim. I was uh, like, I can't call the dog. It's that. too confusing. Yeah. So Kimby is her nickname, but that's what she's really called unless she's getting in trouble, then it's Kimber. I love it. So when you got her, were you planning to train her to be a therapy dog or is that something that came along later? Yeah, no, that was always my intent. For those who don't know my full story, I lost a sister unexpectedly about 18 years ago, and she was 18 years old when we lost her. And from that week that we spent in the hospital with her and just our love of dogs, we've always had a dog growing up. That sort of was where that idea and dream was born, was getting a GSP and training them to be a therapy dog, which even saying it out loud now sounds a little crazy. I grew up with a GSP. My aunt has had GSPs as well. 
well after our original GSP when I was a kid growing up. So that was always the plan was to get a GSP and train her to be a therapy dog that I could bring into hospitals. And I didn't even know all the places I could go at the time, right? Schools and things like that. So easier said than done. It's always a long journey and a lot of training and a lot of patience, but we got there. That's awesome. I actually never realized that you discovered therapy dog work because of your sister. Yeah, I kind of knew it was always a thing. My dad's a retired cop and my mom was security with Disney. And so I've always been familiar with working dogs. And I was just thinking, we never, to my recollection, saw a therapy dog when we were in the hospital with my sister. That wasn't a thing that like we experienced. I have friends who have experienced that in the hospital and that sort of was their first introduction to it. I don't know where the idea really came from. It was just something that I know was kind of born in that time. And just knowing that that was something I wanted to do. So what was your training journey like with Kimber? So again, she's a rescue, found her off of Facebook in a group needing to be rehomed. The original owner had said that she was the craziest one of her crew. Anyone who's met Kimber will tell you she's one in a million. She is not the true definition of a GSP. She definitely has her troublemaker moments and her moments where she would prefer not to listen to me and will be in like the furthest corner of the field doing whatever she's interested in. But she's very calm. She's incredibly calm. So much in fact, that like when we take her out we have to warn people not to get this breed based on Kimber because you will wind up with a Kenobi or probably worse because I think Kenobi's pretty tame compared to some of the GSBs I've met. Again I've grown up with them so I know quite a few that are pretty wild but yeah she just had such a really calm demeanor. Ironically she suffers from really intense separation anxiety too so it's sort of a weird thing to tell you that she's calm but when she's around people it's just that's her element. She loves being around people and so she She had her basic commands when we got her. She was about 18 months. She knew how to kind of sit and come. She wasn't really going to run anywhere. Uh, That was actually our first introduction to Kimby was she was in the middle of nowhere, Florida, and we went to go meet her. And she was just with a normal collar out in a field. And I was like, she doesn't go anywhere. She doesn't run. She comes back. And she's like, yeah, she just wants to be around people. She doesn't want to run. She's not going to bolt. And it's true. She's a Velcro dog, 100%. She's at your side pretty much. And so from there, we just really built on the training, really started with the bond again, because she's a rescue and we were new to her. It took a while for her and us to kind of figure out what that was. And so we started with group training in the beginning and agility. And we've had some wonderful trainers along the way who are now very good friends of ours, really helped us build that bond with Kimber and have seen her kind of come full circle into the therapy dog that she is now. That's really great. At what point did you know that therapy dog was going to be a good fit for her? I kind of always knew it with her. Kenobi's a different story. We can talk about that in a minute. But Kimber, I always kind of knew. Again, because she's so in tune with people and just wants to be around people. Speak of the devil. This is Kenobi. (laughs) Hi. So yeah, I always kind of knew with Kimber that she was really cut out for that work. She wanted to be around people, just seeing her with people and kids, especially. She was just always sort of meant for that. She had the right demeanor and the right level of calm to sort of be able to do the work and kind of focus. When we put that jacket on, she knows she's going for work. That's great. And you started out volunteering at a nursing home, right? 
Yeah, we are certified through the Alliance of Therapy Dogs. We did three observation sessions. And so two were at a nursing home and one was at a special needs camp for children. And that was really, again, just to see that she was interested in the work, that she liked being around people, different kinds of people. So she got experience that way. And then we've done some nursing homework. We've done the hospital here in Orlando. She did that for about a year. And then we've kind of moved into what we're doing now. And she's also done a lot of work with first responders, given that that's my background, my whole yeah. family, first responders. So we do a lot of work with them. Kenobi is starting to train with the first responders. She will never see a hospital, but she's really good with the first responders. And we've got some friends who are firefighters in the area and stuff like that. So we'll bring them by just to kind of spend some time with them when they've got some time. And how old is Kimber? Kimber just turned seven in October. Kenobi will be four in May. Okay. I was just curious the age difference. <laughs> yeah. Kenobi is in her own right a rare little GSP. And I say little because she is only 33 pounds, which is kind of unheard of. She just never got above that. So she actually is a really great size for therapy work, but she's still a little spazzy. She's still very much that puppy energy. You wouldn't know that she's almost four. So anytime anyone calls her a puppy, I'm like, yes, puppy. So let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things that I love about therapy dog work is just that there's such a variety of environments and your dog may not be a good fit for one, but it's possible they're a good fit for another environment. Yeah, that's something that we even learned with Kimber. She did really well at the hospital, but it's also, it's heavy work in a hospital. Mm -hmm. She was doing bone marrow transplant patients and high-risk pregnancy, and it was a lot for me and I can't sense everything that they can. I think in particular with the GSP breed, their noses are so intense. You can see them working constantly. So she does much better in scenarios where folks come kind of to visit her versus us going room to room, especially in a hospital setting where there's food and flowers and toys and just lots of things that yeah. she sort of sniff out. So her focus was always like, let me sniff around this room first. And then, oh, yes, okay, there's a person here. I guess I'll let you pet me. So that was a learning for me too, was just kind of watching her demeanor as we did that for about a year and really noticing that after we were done and those afternoons, she was just really done for a couple of days. Not to say that she wouldn't go out and play, but you could just kind of see the shift in her. And I think a lot of it was that room to room, always searching, always sniffing, that kind of thing. And I was just like, I think it's just too much for her. She does much better with what we do now. That's great. So now you're at an airport, right? <laughs> yes. We just started this year with the Orlando International Airport as part of their MCO Paw Pilots program, which is something that we wanted to do for a while. So we were excited when they reached out and asked us to join the team this year. So we've been doing that a few months now we got started. It's a longer process to get involved just because there's a lot of clearances and training, sure. that sort of thing. But we've been doing that now for a few months. And that's a setting where passengers and, and employees will come and see her. So she's not roaming the hospital. It's one setting. The trouble for her there is that it's at the food court. So there's <laughs> a lot to sniff. And, you know, I joke that she's the Cinnabon inspector because she thinks that she should get like a little bit of something every time someone comes to visit her. Obviously. It's nice because this airport does have GSPs there. They're very familiar with the breed. And they always joke that it's funny watching her because even though she's very much not a TSA canine, you can see the similarities and how she's always sniffing and trying to find a little crumb and that sort of thing and the personalities between all of the different GSPs that are there. Yeah, for sure. What surprised you about therapy dog work? 
I think really just, I always knew it was going to be rewarding work and powerful work, but man, it's really watching her interact with folks. And I kind of act like I'm not there. I'm just the weight on the leash kind of thing. And so I've had some experiences with her just really touching, watching her, you know, cuddle with folks who really needed it. And a gentleman who was, you know, telling her she was an angel and just kind of crying in her shoulder. And it still kind of makes me choke up a little bit thinking about, you know, She's, of course, very special to us. And there's, you know, only one Kimby for us. But to see that impact and how quick it is with other folks, it's really, there's no words for it. You know, you kind of know it going into it that like, oh, you're going to help people and it'll be fun. And, you know, you'll make memories and the bond that you'll have with your dog and these sorts of things. But there's really not words to describe the actual situations that you're in with your dog. It's really powerful. Yeah. What do you think Kimby's favorite part about being a therapy dog is? The treats. She really likes treats. I actually can't bring treats with me usually because she's so food focused that she just gets a little too like they are kind of right now. (laughs) I also think we don't have kids of our own. So she, I think, really enjoys getting to kind of hang out with little kids. And she had a little girl at the airport a couple months ago that just sat there with her for like 45 minutes. It was just her and this little girl just like hanging out and talking. And, you know, (laughs) and she just thought that was the greatest thing that she got to sit there and get pet. you know, listen to the little girl stories and talk to her and her dolls, that kind of thing. So I think she kind of gets that excitement out of it. And I think she probably likes that it's just me and her when we go. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that she and I do. And this little monster isn't there with us all over the place. When it's the three of us or even the four of us and my husband's there, it's like a lot of the focus goes on this one. Sure. It always happens, right? (laughs) Yeah. She takes a lot more work. Kimber's very low maintenance and Kenobi is not so much. Yeah. Do you have any advice for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? It does take a lot of patience. And I think it depends on your dog too. I think that's probably a really good time to talk about this little one. My goal with her too was for therapy work. And I won't say that she will never get there because she's the cuddly one. She gets upset if it's seven o'clock and I'm not sitting on the couch. She'll come find me and like, hey, it's time to throw a blanket on me and cuddle. She's a whole different kind of dog. But she's also very jumpy, very skittish. She would not do well probably in the airport because there's just so much noise and so much going on. So I think it is a lot in knowing your dog, knowing the situations that they do best with. Again, I have no hesitation in bringing Kenobi to like first responders and situations like that. She's been to a couple of like outdoor events and things like that with training. She will never see the inside of a hospital. And it would surprise me. I won't say never because I've learned not to use that word with these two, but I think it would be tough for her to be in the airport right now. She'd probably have to be a lot older. I've seen some folks, you know, train their dog with the Alliance. And I think most of them, it's six months or a year that they have to hit so that they're fully trained. And sure enough, that dog's a year old and it's a therapy dog and it's out there and it's doing great stuff. For me with GSPs, it's going to be longer. They're a stubborn breed and they're very high energy. And, you know, like we had to send her away just to learn how to come. So there was that whole thing. We just learned that like a year and a half ago. So I think it's just kind of setting your expectations. It's totally possible. Anyone can do it. But I can't compare myself to anyone else even 
on like we have a group here in Orlando that we're all friends and most of us have therapy dogs within the group if not more than one therapy dog I can't compare myself to anyone within that group because there's shepherds and there's doodles and there's all different kinds of breeds and things like that that different training different personalities temperaments all that kind of stuff so I think it is just in setting your expectation and then putting the work in because it does take a good boomer yeah I think when people ask me like oh how did you do that I'm like that's a long story (laughs) oh I got trained and then we got certified there's a quick version but there's also this longer version right I think that's always true with dog training right it's never linear but if it is good for you you got really lucky (laughs) you got really lucky yeah you always have really good intentions and then you know you bring home the dog that's just like yeah screw your intentions (laughs) there's so many variables right like there's the dog there's you there's where Mm -hmm. you live there's where you're trying to volunteer there's just so many different like there's whatever random dog walked by them one day that they're still mad about like (laughs) there's so many variables you're like i'm gonna have a good day today and then you know that doesn't happen (laughs) yeah well casey thank you so much for coming on and sharing about kimmy and kenobi you mentioned your sister at the beginning i know there's another cause that's really near and dear to your heart so if you want to share about it you're totally welcome i would love to yeah so we actually also give back with the saint baldrick's foundation and so every year annually we go bald this will actually be my fifth year going bald on march 19th this year so we've just got two months to fundraise and i'm severely behind this year but we have a team in memory of my sister who passed away not from cancer we actually never learned what took my sister but that just opened the door for us to dedicate our time to this cause so almost everyone in my family has gone bald at some point including my dad my husband my mom a bunch of our friends and other family members and things like that so we've raised i think now over 120,000 in wow. about 10 years and so we will keep doing that until we fund that's for children's cancer research and all the money goes to helping fund different trials and things that they're trying to give kids better safer treatments awesome you've been talking about that work for longer than we've been talking about time. therapy dogs <laughs> yeah on my little mountaintop just yelling at people i think a lot of folks think we have a lot of big donors we really don't it's just a lot of people giving five and ten dollars when they can and that link to donate is in the positive pointers bio pretty quick easy process and it's all to a great cause awesome well thank you so much if anyone wants to follow you to check out either St. Baldrick's or Kimby and Kenobi's therapy dog journeys they can do so at positive pointers right yes e-a-w-s I love it (laughs) all right well thank you so much have a great day thank you have a good one bye I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.